Hello, this is Fed965, that's F-E-D-965, and welcome to Baby Blue Viper. So, um, happy Sunday everyone, hope you're uh, having a good day so far. Uh, just got back from uh, walking the dog, um, and feeling pretty good, feeling pretty good. Um, there's a lot going on in the world right now, so um, so yeah, it's uh, it's getting intense. Things are heating up, um, and um, actually, speaking of heat, um, on my uh, on my walk today, um, so I think I've mentioned before, I have a, a German Shepherd um, by name of Rioja. That's Rioja, which is the uh, Spanish uh, red wine. It's also a region in Spain, um, but that is my uh, German Shepherd's name. And uh, Rioja and I ran into a, um, well, we ran into, well, two, we ran into two people on our walks. There was uh, one guy who was, um, looks like he was um, a hobbyist, a photography enthusiast, I would say. He was um, found him uh, taking a picture of a snail, of a snail. Um, he had a great eye. I don't know how he encountered that. Um, just uh, I was uh, I was impressed most of all by his eye. Um, it's hard to find a snail, so uh, good for him. Um, he didn't know what kind of snail it was. Neither did I. I know nothing about snails apart from the fact that. You know the French cook them basically. Uh, what is that? A escargot. Um, other than that, I know nothing about snails. But um, good for this guy. He found a snail. So you know that was that was that. And then we moved on on our walk. And then at the end of our walk, when we were uh, we had just returned to our vehicle, um, I have a. Uh, 2005 Ford Explorer. Um, I took out the rear seats and uh, built a platform so that I could, you know, take the dog uh, in the back whenever I wanted to. Uh, basically, what I did was I have all the advantages, I would say, of a pickup and an SUV. So, uh, yeah, that's that right there. It's pretty much like a uh, you know, a pickup with a um, with a top, but the difference being that well, thing is with those tops, they can leak. Those tops can definitely leak, so that is one thing to be very aware of if you go the pickup and top route. Um, of course, the good thing is that you can remove most of those tops quite easily, um, but um, without going too deeply into the benefits of. Um, of getting an SUV and taking out the rear seats and building a platform because that I think in most situations is the way to go unless you are you know um, using your pickup to carry uh, you know refrigerators or something that needs a lot of uh, head clearance right because then you're gonna exceed the the clearance that you're gonna get with the SUV um, but other than that I mean there's very few situations where a straight pickup, you know, a straight pickup bed is gonna beat what uh, what you can do by taking out the rear seats. Um, this is just food for thought, advice for anyone who's looking into this. Um, 
especially if you want to go you know road tripping or camping um, there's a lot of advantages to taking out the rear seats of course then you don't have any rear seats so I understand if you have a family it's a whole different thing and um, yeah that's something to be aware of but what I'm, what I'm trying to get to is that at the end of our walk um, we um, we ran into this couple who had a German Shepherd, I think she said Sharpay mix, Sharpay mix, um, but they seemed like a good couple, but the dog was just, the dog's name was Nitro, so I guess it goes with the dog's name, but it was very, I would say borderline aggressive, aggressive dog, ill-trained not very well trained dog um and you know yeah well it wasn't a pure breed german shepherd so i don't want to not that there can't be german shepherd mixes that can't be trained well because of course they can be that depends on the owners um but you know um i was very um i would say uh proud of rioja for you know maintaining his composure and you know especially when met with a smaller and um more aggressive uh dog um so rioja had to maintain his composure and props to rioja for not losing his cool because um if rioja had lost his cool well then um it would have just been a mess um but he didn't so it was good and you know they seem like a good couple so you know i i i remained hopeful that in the future they could train nitro um to not be so you know i, I have nothing against the dog i mean i'm a personal i'm a fan of nitro you know of I'm a fan of the word nitro, so don't see why I can't be a fan of this dog if it wasn't, you know, in the future properly trained, you know. So um, perhaps in the future we will meet again. And, you know, they might even be friends, Rioja and Nitro, in the future. They might be. But um, Nitro's got a lot of work to do before that ever happens. But uh, moving on, why don't we just dive right in, shall we? Um, so, the price of Bitcoin at this very moment is 29,999 USD. The block height is 736486. And... That's enough of that. Um, why don't we go right to the news? I, I'm becoming a fan of just going right to this Apple news and scrolling. I feel like it's just a little bit more. Um, yeah. Um, so this is, I'm sure most of you have heard. I'm just going to read from the uh, Los Angeles Times headline right here. Gunman kills 10 at Buffalo supermarket in attack called a racially motivated hate crime um yeah so uh, i don't have too much information um other than pretty much that is what i've heard um is it seems like he is 18 years old and obviously some psycho with a gun who just went on a um 
on a killing spree. Um, and, you know, without going in too deeply as to why he might have done this or the, um, the underlying conditions that led to this situation. Um, um, but, you know, things are heating up all over the world. Um, and yeah, it's just horrible. It's absolutely horrible, um, that this little psycho, um, you know, just lost, you know, I don't really care about his motivations. I don't really care about his rationale, his reasons. I don't really care about his upbringing. I don't really care, to be honest. Um, I just think, uh, you know, probably either, probably just a quick, um, you know, execution is what I would do here. But, um, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the, uh, the one in charge, but, um, I would probably say that quick execution, public execution and, uh, be done with it. Um, but it's all horrible. Yeah, things are heating up left and right. And um, I'm just heart, you know, my heart goes out to everyone grieving right now because of this. Um, condolences to the families of the victims. And um, I guess condolences to the family of the psycho, but then again, I don't really care. Don't really care about the family of the psycho for having raised this psycho. Um, so too bad. Um, I, like I say again, I am uh, advocating here for a public execution. Um, but I don't know what state is this. Uh, I think we're talking about Buffalo, New York. Does let me check. Does Buffalo? New York, does New York State have the death penalty? Uh, let me, excuse me, let me just check. Does New York State have... Uh, I'm just reading quickly from Wikipedia, capital punishment in New York State. While laws regarding the imposition of capital punishment in the state of New York are still on the books... It is no longer enforced as it has been declared unconstitutional according to the state constitution. This ruling has not been overturned. There are, okay, so there it is. Well, that's unfortunate because I would advocate here for a public execution. But that is that. And again, uh, my condolences to the victims. Um, and um, again... Things are heating up left and right, but um, moving on. This is from NPR. Um, it's week 19 of the year, and America has already seen 198 mass shootings. Well, that's absolutely horrible. Um, uh, I don't know how mass shootings are defined, but that is a outrageous statistic. With 19 weeks into the year, this averages out to about 10 such attacks a week. Jesus Christ. Um, 
what is the definition of a mass shooting? I'm trying to look at it here. It is, they are not saying what the definition is. Oh, and our, here it is. The group defines a the group as in, the tally comes from the Gun Violence Archive, an independent data collection organization. This, or excuse me, the group defines a mass shooting as an incident in which four or more people are shot or killed. Wow. Excluding the shooter. Four or more. And there have already been a, 198 in 2022, and it's four or more? Jesus Christ. Um... I mean, come on. What is going on? Um, yeah, moving on. Finland will apply to join NATO, ditching decades of neutrality despite Russia's threats. Okay, yep, things are heating up. Uh, in Europe, obviously, things are heating up, and that is extremely scary, worrisome. Um, scary. No, beyond worrisome. It's scary um, because as soon as things start heating up, you know, if this expands beyond Ukraine, if this reaches NATO, um, it's going to be outright war. And then we are going to be at war soon after. Um, so even though that House Majority Leader is a complete idiot for uh, saying that we are at war when we are not at war. I don't care what his rationale is for using those wars on the floor of uh, Congress, but, you know, on the House floor, excuse me, either or. Um, but um, we will soon be at war if things continue to heat up in Europe. Um, so this is not good. Uh, this is from the Guardian. And excuse me, that last one was from CNN. The Finland will apply to join NATO. The Guardian. Failure of an American ideology. Why COVID has an outsized impact on the U.S.? Oh, boy. Um, moving on. Pro publica. Uh, Katrina survivors were told they could use grant money to rebuild. Now they're being sued for it. Oh, this is just all a lot. It's all a lot. Uh, yeah, so it's just... Hey, oh, hey look at this. Newsweek. Oh, is this good or bad? You tell me. Putin, very sick with cancer. Other health issues. Ukrainian official states. I'm assuming. Um, Turkey lays out demands. This is from uh, Reuters. Turkey lays out demands as Finland, Sweden seek NATO membership. What is Turkey demanding? Oh, is, is Turkey part of NATO? So I know it's not part of the EU. Um... Oh, I guess Turkey is part of NATO. I didn't, let me let me double check that. Yep, Turkey is part of NATO, but let me double check. It is not part of the EU. It is not, even though it is one of the EU's main partners. 
Um, moving on. This is kind of funny. Fox News. Chris Rock on Johnny Depp trial. Believe all women except Amber Heard. All right. A little bit of levity. And that's enough of the news. All I can say again is things are heating up uh, all across the globe. Um, next. Going to go right into the objectives for the day. Um I'm going to either exercise or practice some yoga, perhaps both. Uh, I'm going to meditate. Uh, I need to take care of some um, leaves or, to be more precise, they are petals from a, um, a flowering tree that overhangs the patio that has littered the patio and the pool with, uh, with petals. It's very picturesque, but it is... Um, uh, it is uh, annoying because, well, they clog up the pool filter quite uh, easily, all these petals. And the thing with that is once you start clogging up the, um, you know, the filter, the, the basket filter there, well, what happens? Let me tell you, immediately you start to get a buildup in pressure um, to the motor, PSIs start to rise and this is dangerous very dangerous in any motor um but uh you know especially this motor which as you know i have been uh um dealing with for the past uh what is it the past week or past few weeks perhaps um i don't want to go into deeply into it again but you know um i'm lucky to have this motor still running after you know everything that i've had to you know, to do, um, you know, first with uh, Terry and Garrett and then on my own, I've had to, uh, you know, get this motor started. And then there's been the whole thing with uh, the GFCI and making sure that the GFCI has been working appropriately, which it has now been. Um, but um, I don't I need to be careful because, you know, this motor is um, it, it has had a history now of, um, you know, of being, you know, um, I'm not going to say unreliable because it is reliable at the moment, but you just need to keep your eye on it. So I'm keeping a, a watchful eye on the motor and I'm especially making sure that the PSIs aren't rising. I'm keeping the PSIs right now at around a, uh, at around a 13 to 14 I'm trying not to exceed. Uh, I'm trying not to exceed 14. To be honest, I'm I'm trying to keep it on 13, 13 psi's. Those are pounds per square inch, pressure. We're talking about pressure, and um, you know, so I'm keeping a very watchful eye on the pedals and any kind of uh, obstruction of the uh, the filter, the the basket. So I need to do that, and uh, in terms of the patio, um, so these petals immediately begin to rot um, very quickly in a day or so. Very, very beautiful, very picturesque, but they uh, they rot quite quickly. Um, so I need to take care of those petals as soon as possible. 
And then I am washing my clothes at the moment. I don't know if you can hear them. Can you hear that in the background? That's the washer. It is a uh, GE washer that is General Electric. It's a very good washer. And I also have a GE dryer. Um, and uh, I will be drying these clothes next and probably putting another load or two into the washer. And then drying, of course. So that's what's next right there. Um, what else? Uh, that's pretty good for the day. And, of course, relax and enjoy the Sunday. I hope you enjoy your Sunday as well. Um, so then later today I will be um, watching Ozark. Um, it's getting better and better. It is crescendoing, I would say. Um, very happy with the, with how they seem to be wrapping up the show right here. I had my doubts for a second. Um, there were one or two episodes in the fourth season that could have been improved, but I'm happy to say that we are crescendoing right now, so it's very good. Um, uh, I watched a, a John Ford movie last yesterday, by the way. John Ford is one of the uh, greats of uh, world cinema, world cinema, uh, of course, one of the greats of uh, American cinema, but he is one of the greats of world cinema. Um, so uh, I was, I've seen most of his early films. Don't want to get in too deeply into John Ford's Au Revoir, um, but he is a master, a genius. Um, and I saw yesterday... John Ford's Young Mr. Lincoln with Henry Fonda, another great uh, uh, giant of cinema. Um, but it was great. It was a uh, fantastic film. Highly recommend it. Um, don't want to go in too deeply right now. But um, I highly recommend it. I, if you have the Criterion Collection... Um, if you have subscribed to the Criterion Collection, they have a collection right now of, uh, it's called Young, Young Ford. It is a collection, I think, it, of 10 or so uh, of uh, John Ford's early uh, masterpieces. Uh, it's amazing. Highly recommended. I've seen them all at this moment. Young Mr. Lincoln was the last one that I had uh, left to see of uh, this collection. Um and uh, highly recommend it. You can see the progression of of the great John Ford. Um, and I can't say enough of how great uh, John Ford was. I, it is, like I say again, a uh, cinematic genius. Uh, John Ford is uh, should be seen again and again to remind us all of what uh, genius uh, can do, of what kind of masterpieces a true master of their craft, of their art, can give us, okay? Um, and I just highly recommend that if you haven't dived into John Ford, that uh, you do. You will not be disappointed. Um, and that's that, um, I intend myself to, I've 
John Ford, I think, was a, uh, I think he, he made over like 160, let me confirm, but I think it was like 160 films, something outrageous, something just absurd, and a lot of those were silent films, uh, a lot of them, of course, a lot of them are in black and white, but a lot of them are silent films, just absurd just a genius. No, during this time, he directed more than 140 films. Wow. Just wow. Um, I think he is the only director to to win um, Best Director uh, four times. Is he the only one to win four times? Uh, so he's the one with the most... Oscars for Best Director, if I am not mistaken. Um, yeah, just an all-around genius. There's no one who has come close. And those are uh, facts. <laughs> those are facts. Um, yeah, so John Ford. Um, yeah, hats off to John Ford. And... Uh, yeah, let's move on here. But uh, I just want to cover, you know, what we were very briefly because I know we're starting to starting to what is this? What what are we at? Twenty five minutes. I don't really have a uh, a set length for this uh, for this podcast at the moment. But um, you tell me if I'm uh, dragging on. Uh, but, you know, this idea of sustainable change for the good. Uh, I know we talked about momentum, pace yesterday. Let's keep going with that. Momentum, pace, and uh, faith, of course, as integral parts of sustainable change for the good. And I also want to add in fun. I want to add in fun. Um, you need to add in fun because... I think this is extremely important for any uh, kind of sustainable change. If you're not having fun um, in what in life, in what you're doing, whatever that is, whatever that may be, if you're not having fun, um, what's the point? I say again, what's the point? Um, you got to have fun. You got to enjoy life. Um, you got to enjoy what you're doing. You got to enjoy, of course, you can't always be having fun, but you have to make sure that you are having fun. Um, I think this is an integral part of any kind of uh, sustainable change for the good. And, you know, without going into deeply with, um, if you're a first time listener to the show of, uh, what we're talking about when we talk about sustainable change for the good um, is briefly we're talking about changing from one state to another state, transitioning delta from one state to another. And specifically, specifically, because that's a very broad idea, we're, uh, we're going to narrow down um, that transition into we're, we're going relative here. We're talking about a better change. We're talking about a change for the good because you can have a change for the worse. It's also possible. Delta does not imply positive or negative. Delta implies transition. Delta is transition. 
okay? So it can be for the good as it can be for the bad, right? And because um, those are all, those are all, that's a relative idea, relative metrics. Um, um, and we don't want to get into the absolute limit cases. Uh, let's not go there right now, but do be aware that the absolute limit cases do exist, but we are focusing in on the relative right now. We are focusing in on the relative. So what we're talking about is the relative transition of changing from one state to a better state, okay? And not only changing to a better state, but maintaining that better state. So this is sustainable change for the good. And as integral parts of this change, we have talked about faith, momentum, pace. And now we're going to bring in fun. We're going to bring in fun. So you got to have some fun when in order to maintain the sustainability. Because if you're not having fun, you won't maintain it because you're not having fun. Does that make sense? But if you're having fun, then you're going to maintain the sustainable, that you're going to maintain the change for the good, thus in making it sustainable, okay? So let's end on that note today. Let's end on the note of having fun. You got to have fun. So go out there, have some fun, and enjoy your day. Enjoy your Sunday, and I will see you soon.